are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24, myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got Lucas Weiss of Locked On Blue Jays on the pod today because we, of course, got to discuss everything Robbie Ray, his incredible season, that trade deadline trade, his resurgence, how has it happened, what has the Blue Jays, what have the Blue Jays done to Robbie Ray to make him the pitcher he is today? Lucas Weiss is going to be breaking it all down for us on today's pod, but first, Thank you for making Locked On Diamondbacks your first listen every day. This podcast is not possible without you listening, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that jazz so I can do this podcast for you. So thank you. But now let's jump right into the podcast with Lucas Weiss of Locked On Blue Jays. You are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. As you can see, we got Lucas Weiss of Locked On Blue Jays on the pod. Lucas, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing amazing. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, no problem. We had to bring you on today because, of course, the news dropped yesterday. Robbie Ray has won the Cy Young Award, something I never thought I would say a couple years ago. If we go back into a time machine right before the start of the 2020 season, if we just go back to the trade deadline, there was no chance I thought when we traded this guy, he was going to be a Cy Young Award winner just a season and a half later. But here we are. But before we talk about Robbie Ray and his Cy Young Award season, I do want to actually work backwards to that trade deadline, Lucas. I just want to know, when you heard the D-backs were shipping off a Robbie Ray to the Blue Jays for Travis Bergen, what was your reaction? Because me, I was like, Robbie Ray has been an all-star before, but the last few years, he's just gotten worse and worse every year. He's been one of those guys where it's like walks strikeouts, home runs, that's basically all he did. And he was doing a lot more walking guys and giving up home runs and striking out, dude. So for me, it was a big headache off my head because whenever he pitched, it was basically I I developed a migraine. I had to take aspirin that day because he was so frustrating to watch in D-backs uniform. But now he goes to the Blue Jays. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. But Lucas, what was your reaction when you saw him going to Toronto? For me, it was just sort of, okay, next sort of feel right like it, it was not something where I fell out of my chair or, or had to you know blink twice to see if it was really true it, it was sort of like a deal that would be done but would be filled with a ton of question marks because one of the big concerns with Robbie Ray coming to the Blue Jays was that he walked a lot and he gave up a lot of home runs he didn't have that great command and, and, and control on his pitches 
But what Robbie Ray has done, Miller, is truly one of the great baseball stories, right? I mean, for him to transform his entire workout regime, him to put in tons of work in the gym. I mean, he was saying on the MLB Network last night when he was announcing he won the Cy Young that his wife would want him to watch Netflix. But he said, nope, can't do that. I got to be focused on the gym working out and getting better, faster, higher, stronger. So for Robbie Ray to have the season that he did was truly unexpected. I mean, coming in, he was not going to be the number one starter. But eventually, with start after start, he just delivered. And he was so effective every time he went to the mound. And for him to win the side on he's the fourth Blue Jay in franchise history, joining Pat Henkin, Roger Clemens, and Roy Halladay. But I think what makes it so special was what he did last year. He had an over six ERA and to come into this year with a 2.89 ERA. I mean, truly, truly remarkable what kind of transformation Robbie Ray had to win the Cy Young. Yeah, uh, remarkable transformation. All those are key words when talking about Robbie Ray because I, I was honestly astonished to see what he did this season. I wasn't sure if a Robbie Ray could get back to that 2017 form where he was an all-star in a D-backs uniform. Like now you're telling me he's doing all these different workout regimens. He's taking his workout regime to a new level. And it just makes me question, was that work ethic just not there in Arizona? Did he need this new change of scenery? Like, or was it the Blue Jays? Uh, did they implement a workout regime? Was it them telling Robbie Ray to do this? Like, can you shed any light to how this guy's career has been turned around? Because I did, someone on Twitter did tell me one time that the Blue Jays basically went back to Robbie Ray's original delivery, his original mechanic, something he's been struggling with the last couple of years. The D-backs uniform, they've been trying to work on his mechanics. And the Blue Jays, it seemed like they just said, go back to your original mechanics. And that worked out for him to the tune of a Cy Young Award. So can you shed me any light to what the Blue Jays actually did to help turn this guy's career around? Well, it's Pete Walker, who is the Toronto Blue Jays pitching coach. And around Toronto, Pete is respected. He's revered because of his ability to work with pitchers and really transform them into being not just great starting pitchers, but some of the best pitchers in baseball. I mean, we saw it. A few years back with Marcus Stroman and Aaron Sanchez and all some of the other guys that the Blue Jays had. And now he did this with Robbie Ray. And and Robbie has been very complimentary, Miller, of Pete Walker and and what Pete Walker did with him. And you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it was simple, right? He went back to being very simple, working the mechanics, things like that, so that and, and, and it worked. And and I just think, too, Robbie's the type of personality as well that he, that he just meshed so well with the teammates. And you saw some of the teammates like Teoscar Hernandez and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and George Springer record videos after the news broke that Ray won the Cy Young. And you could just see the stable force that Robbie Ray was in that clubhouse. He wasn't the loudest. He wasn't the most passionate or most electric, but he just let what he did on the mound talk. And what he did on the mound was keep the Blue Jays in it. Every game that he was on the mound pretty well. 
And that has not only earned him a Cy Young, Millard, but according to Robbie, he is being, quote, wined and dined <laughs> by all the other major league teams right now in free agency. And, and for him to come back to the Blue Jays on a one-year deal, he bet on himself. He really bet on himself because there was no guarantee entering this season that he would have the kind of market value that he does now as being one of the most sought-after pitchers in the free agent market. So credit to Robbie Ray, but huge props to Pete Walker for what he was able to do in giving Robbie Ray the confidence and belief that he could go out there and deliver every time he stepped on the mound. Lucas and I will continue to talk about Robbie Ray, but this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the pod. Yeah, and we're going to talk a little bit about free agency later. I think this is going to be a really good free agency period just in general for baseball. I think this is going to be a pretty aggressive market, something we haven't really seen the last few years because already this free agency has gotten off to a nice kick. Usually I feel like the last few years it's been like we waited to the winter meetings and deals still didn't go down. I felt that way last year. It was like, all right, we're January, February now. And like deals are finally starting to come through. But you look at free agency already this year, Noah Syndergaard, Rodriguez, Justin, Justin Verlander, your guy, Jose Barrios, who we'll probably bring up later. So I like how free agency has already got kicked off. And I'm sure Robbie Ray is going to be getting a lot of phone calls this offseason. But the point you made about the pitching coach is so important because the D-backs just hired a new pitching coach themselves from the Houston Astros, Brent Strom. And I'm hoping he can change life in Arizona because I've been looking, doing some research on the kind of pitchers that's been under Strom, their careers before and after. And he's taken these guys to a new level. So it makes me wonder, was Robbie Ray a year and a half away from having this resurgence in the Arizona uniform under a Strom? It's going to be a what if. That's always going to be at the back of my head. Because basically, when I look back at the deal, the D-backs got nothing back for Robbie Ray. I believe they traded for Travis Bergen, who they later uh, released. And I think the Blue Jays re-picked him up like this offseason uh, or uh, this season at the beginning of the year. So, the, the D-backs traded away Robbie Ray for a guy who they didn't even want to keep, who actually went back to Toronto just a few months later. And now the Blue Jays got back a Bergen and they have a Cy Young Award in their back pocket, too. So it's really unfair what the Blue Jays did to the D-backs. So I think we're going to need a little restitution down the line. We're going to need some uh, some damages down the line. But overall, when you look at Robbie Ray the past season, not the 2021 season, but the 2020 season, the shortened season, he finished the season 
better than he was with the D-backs, but he still wasn't the guy we saw in 2021. I think he had a 4.79 ERA in a Blue Jays uniform down the stretch of the second half. So when you watch the second half of 2020 with Robbie Ray, did you at least see flashes and potential of this Cy Young guy, or were you, or was it more of this guy just went in the lab during the offseason and just came out a different man? Well, it's amazing, Millard, how much faith that the Blue Jays put in Ray, even though he may not have had the flashy numbers like he did in 2021. Robbie Ray started game one of that best of three series against the Rays, and it was he and Matt Shoemaker who were going to be the one-two punch in that uh, best of three series. Mm-hmm. And obviously it didn't work out, but it just showed the faith that the Blue Jays organization put in Robbie Ray. Maybe that's maybe that's all he needed, right? Maybe maybe that's all what he needed was just that little bit of faith and confidence boosting. And obviously I mentioned Pete Walker earlier. He definitely did that. But I got to be honest with you. Like I thought when they brought him back in 2021 on, on a one-year deal, it was going to be an arm. It was going to be an arm in rotation, but he was going to be behind guys like Hunjin Ryu, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Hunjin Ryu earned that right to be the ace heading into the 2021 season. But as it happened, as it turned out, Ray just shot up the ladder and became the, the ace before our very eyes. And look, it, you know, he didn't win that final start against the New York Yankees. And you could, you could tell, I, I remember Ray was really frustrated by that because he's a competitor. He loves to compete and he wanted to do that for his team, but it didn't matter because what the season that he did, the amount of games that he put the blue Jays in and, and some of the games where Ray pitched amazingly, the Blue Jays didn't win. That's unfortunate. That's on the Blue Jays, right? Whether it was the bullpen woes earlier on or just couldn't get the hits. But just felt like there for a stretch. And when when he came back to Toronto, the fans embraced Robbie Ray from just the pitching to the tight pants, all of it. <laughs> Robbie Ray was uh, became quickly a fan favorite in Toronto. Yeah, he's got some swagger to him, definitely, especially when he's wearing those tight pants. And I wonder if he just had those – he had certain stats that made him a, a likely target for certain teams, but also he was a guy who just didn't really produce the last couple of years. He could strike out guys, and he he can attack guys. He had a nice arsenal of pitches that just never seemed to be that effective. So I guess the Blue Jays were a team that are like, we know he has flaws in his game, but if we could get him with our pitching coach, he can help transform him. And that's basically what he did during the offseason, entering the 2021 season. Robbie Ray got in the lab and got transformed. He came out a new man, and – he dominated this 2021 season. I want to know, Lucas, at what point during the season were you like, this guy is the ace of the staff and this guy potentially could win the Cy Young Award? I'm going to go back, actually, a little bit earlier in the season. I mean, I would even go as far as when they were early in Dunedin. And, and Dunedin was a very tough ballpark to play Millard because it was a small ballpark. The wind was really wacky there. There were a lot of home runs. And you were a little bit concerned, right? You were a little bit concerned. Okay, you know, Robbie Ray, a guy that gives up a lot of home runs. What's going to happen here? But earlier then, you could see 
things starting to turn. And you can see him starting to find that control and that command. So I would go back to as far as that. And then, of course, he did something that no team did in Major League Baseball. He had to play games in Dunedin. He had to play games in Buffalo. And then he had to come back to Toronto. So that's, again, I think something that gets a little bit overlooked because maybe the Blue Jays are the only Canadian team in Major League Baseball. But because of that, they had to play in three different cities. So Ray had to figure things out in, in, in three different ballparks. And for him to be able to do that and put the numbers together again just speaks to the excellence of, of, of Ray's season. So I would go back to there because the season could have really went off the rails for the Toronto Blue Jays in Dunedin because their bullpen was awful. They just weren't that dominant team that people thought coming out of the gate. But it was Ray. I speak of that stabilizing force on the mound. That was Robbie Ray early in the season. Lucas and I will wrap up our conversation on Robbie Ray. But first. Right, all right, all right. Let's wrap up the pod. Yeah, if anyone needs a reminder of what Robbie Ray's numbers were during the season, he had a 284 ERA to lead the American League, led the AL in innings pitch 193, and led the AL with strikeouts at 242. ERA plus whip, he led the AL and all of that. So Robbie Ray was definitely deserving of the Cy Young Award this season. There's still he's still a little home run prone. Home run percentage was still 4.3%, which is still pretty high. But his walk rate is probably the biggest improvement in this game because he had the career. He, it was a career high or a career low, I guess, in walk rate for Robbie Ray. Only 6.7%. That is the best percentage of his career. So really, that was one of the biggest issues for Robbie Ray. We know he can strike out guys, but if he can limit the walks and the home runs, it takes his effectiveness to a new level. And he at least cut down on the walks. I think you still would want to see him cut down on the home runs, but still the increase in strikeouts actually with the decline in walks, it just makes him a a super elite frontline starter. And what he did with the blue Jays was phenomenal, but now you're going to have to pay up for Robbie Ray because, like you said, he's getting wind and dine this offseason. When you do what Robbie Ray just did this past season, you're going to be able to command a bag, especially coming off a half season with Toronto in 2020 where you at least have a larger sample size than this one year uh, to make you feel good about yourself. But do you think the Blue Jays want to bring him back? And if they do, what kind of deal do you think they'll be comfortable bringing him back on? Well, I think in an ideal world, the Blue Jays would love to bring him back, right? Because when you think about you know where what he did last year, his comfortability with the pitching staff, his comfortability with the coaches like Pete Walker, the entire team, he would just fit in like a glove with this rotation, right? And it would basically be the same rotation as last year, right? Ray Barrios, now Alec Manoa, and, and Han Jin Ryu is your four starters. Mm-hmm. But you're right, Miller. I mean, he is going to command a bag. And <laughs> yeah. this is a dude that's going to want term, right? You know, this is someone that's probably going to want some security on his new deal, right? Because he's probably, you know, this is going to be towards the end of his big league career. This will be, you know, the biggest contract 
of his career. So he probably wants some term and, he, and, he, and he's going to want to get paid and, and rightfully so. And we know in previous free agent markets, the pitchers are at a premium in free agency. And teams are willing to sometimes overspend on pitchers because they just know how important pitching is. I think for the Blue Jays, they would want to probably bring Ray back on, you know, maybe a short-term deal because of course, Barrios, they just signed for seven years, right? Mm-hmm. So, and they gave him a heck of a lot of money, right? I mean, oh, you know, upwards of over $100 million. So, you know, I think it was $131 million to be exact for Barrios. So there's a lot, you know, the, the Blue Jays aren't afraid to spend. I think that's very clear given the last few off seasons with Ryu and Springer and now Barrios. But I just don't know if they can bring back Ray because – He's going to want a lot of money that's backloaded. So, so, you know, towards the end of his deal and the Blue Jays are going to need to make tough decisions because they, they haven't paid Vlad yet. They haven't paid Bo yet. They're going to have to pay mm-hmm. to Oscar Hernandez. A lot of guys are coming up, right, in terms of having to secure the bag for those guys, not including some of these free agents. So if I were to guess right now, I don't think Robbie Ray comes back to Toronto. Mm. I would like him back. But I just don't see it. I, I, I'd i be very shocked if it happens. I'd be happy because I think for Blue Jays fans, it'd be awesome to see him back. And, you know, you know, how can he, re- you know, repeat, you know, that that Cy Young season in 2021. But it's a gamble, right? Because let's be honest, Robbie Ray's only had one great season, right? Really, I mean, he was an all-star, you know, backwards, but you know, in terms of Cy Young caliber, he's only had one great season and, and he's 30 years old now, right? So mm-hmm. when is the decline going to begin? We're already seeing it with Hunjin Ryu, that that decline is starting to begin. So I think there's a lot of pros and cons. This is what the front office is dealing with. I think compared to Marcus Semyon, I think Ray has a better chance of coming back to Toronto, but I don't know. I just think, you know, it's going to be challenging to bring him back just given the, the, the type of money he's going to demand in the open market. Yeah, this Blue Jays team is going to get real expensive over the next few years, and they're going to have to make some tough decisions in terms of who they want to keep and get rid of. I'm surprised to hear you say they're not bringing back a Robbie Ray, uh, but I guess they really don't have to because it's not like they gave up anything for the guy. But do you think when that Jose Barrios deal came out, they it was a choice between a Robbie Ray or Jose Barrios, and they decided to go in the Barrios direction. I don't think so. I mean, I th- mm. I still think that they you know they can figure out a way to bring both back, right? Like I like I still think that that's a possibility. It's just you have to think about their other needs, right? You have to think, okay, you know, this is a team that also needs infield right particularly at third base is a glaring area of need if Marcus Semyon leaves you know they're going to need a second baseman right so who fills that spot is it Kevin Biggio is it someone else so there's infield needs there and let's be honest the pitchers on the open market right now a lot of them again, I mean, they're, they're going to probably want term, right? And then for the Blue Jays, they just gave a guy seven years of term. So I think if the Blue Jays are going to make a deal for a pitcher, I would explore trading, to be honest with you. Like if, if Ray doesn't, doesn't, you know, work out or 
any of the other pitchers in the open market, I would explore trades because you're not only losing Robbie Ray, but you're also going to, you know, you're also potentially losing Steven Matz. And Steven Matz had a great mm-hmm. season as well for Toronto. He's not going to demand the kind of market that Robbie Ray will, but that's still a, a piece to the rotation who did very well for the Blue Jays. So you're, you're going to need to replace two guys, essentially. I think that the Blue Jays, I just don't know. I mean, I just think that they can bring back Ray. So I don't think it's, you know, because we signed Barrows, we can't go after Ray. I just think it makes it very much more unlikely given the nature of the deal with Barrows and the term that it's just going to be very difficult to be able to bring these guys back when you have a lot more contracts that are going to need to be signed in the years ahead. Yeah, yeah, you said a lot there, and that's very interesting. I think I want to see the Blue Jays bring Robbie Ray back just because his career has taken off there. So I think it would be good to keep that momentum going in the Blue Jays uniform. But I think what you said about them, that they can trade for a pitcher, like they've already done it and they know they could probably do it again. I wonder if trading for Robbie Ray and seeing his success gives them a little irrational confidence to maybe go out there and do it again. And also just in terms of trades, like, the Robbie Ray is an example of how a team could literally fleece another team. We've seen these superstars get traded like Nolan Arenado, and it just seems like straight up fleecing by some of these teams to take these star players away. So honestly, if you wanted to say, let me not pay Robbie Ray $150 million over five years. Let me just go out there and trade for someone who's got one or two years left on his deal because you might be able to do it without even giving up a top 25, a top 30 guy in your farm system. So that might just be the way a lot of these teams go. I'm also afraid the blue Jays might've laid, not the blue Jays, the giants might've laid a a blueprint for other teams that you can just go out there and sign these guys to one year deals like Adele Scalfani and Logan Webb and still get the same amount of production as some of these frontline starters without paying for it. Now that's a lot harder to do. It's hard to find the Logan Webb's and the Adele Scalfani's for a a cheap one year deal where they actually produce like a frontline starter. It's hard to do what the blue Jays did where you trade for a struggling starter and they turns into a Cy Young Award winner. But if you have the infrastructure, if you have the pitching coaches and the culture and the development developmental system, you're able to do it. So I want to see the Blue Jays go out there and make some moves this offseason, maybe bringing back Robbie Ray's one of them. But it's going to be very expensive to do all these moves because, like you said, Robbie Ray's a free agent. Steven Matz is someone who I talked about on the pod yesterday as a potential target for the D-backs because they need potential back-end starter. So the Blue Jays have a lot of guys up and due, and it's just going to get so expensive for them over the next few years. So I want to see what they do with Robbie Ray. Maybe they decline not to bring him back because, like you said, there's so many other dudes they have to pay, like a Marcus Simeon, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is probably he's going to be – paid as one of the top five players of all time, most likely with the way his career is turning out. So there's going to be a lot of guys in free agency just from the Blue Jays team that's going to get paid. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. Shout out Lucas Weiss. We got part two coming out tomorrow where we discuss Vlad Guerrero Jr., his close finish, or not even that close because it's unanimous for Shohei Otani. So we talked about him finishing runner-up, his potential contract, when is that coming? Charlie Montoya in the manager of the year race. So 
We still got a whole bunch to talk to Lucas Weiss about on tomorrow's pod. But thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. This podcast is not possible without you listening, sharing, subscribing, doing all that so I can do this podcast for you. So thank you. Go make Lockdown Bets your second listen of the day now. Your boy Q and Lee Sterling host that podcast, breaking down all sports betting, giving you the best insight and knowledge. So go check out those two. And of course, come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. And of course, as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!